Hello and welcome back to the My Career Story podcast live with me, your host, Steve Keith. Now this is the second episode of our live video podcast, this time featuring season one guest Davide Pagnotta, who's going to be telling us about how to create a life that we love waking up to. I hope that you enjoy this recording captured last week and if there's any guests that you've previously listened to that you'd like to hear more from then please do let me know and we'll add them into the mix in the future. In the meantime, enjoy the show with Davide Pagnotta. When it comes to your career, there really is no one formula for success. And if someone had asked me 20 years ago what career I would be working in today, I doubt I would have said employer branding career that didn't even exist at the time. Some of the best stories I've ever heard didn't follow a plan. They simply embraced the journey. And that's why I've created this podcast, to share the many career stories that have shaped the people behind them, and to encourage future generations to trust more in the process, instead of stressing over getting it right the first time. I'm Steve, and welcome to the My Career Story Podcast. Okay, well, let's get this show on the road. So welcome everybody to the latest episode of My Career Story Live with me, your host, Steve Keith, founder of The Branding Man. And this is um, the latest episode of our new live series. So um, we have video and sound with this. So you'll be able to watch this on demand if you're joining us live today, um, following today's recording. And then we'll also I'll be turning this into an audio file and adding into the mix with the existing episode of the podcast as well. Now, today's guest is Davide Pagnotta. So Davide and I first recorded probably maybe about 12 months ago now, I think. Um, and I can, I'm living back at home in the Lake District now, I'm out of London. I can see out of the window to my right that it's pouring with rain. And I know it was raining the day that I went to his flat in London to record what has become quite rare with um, recordings for the podcast in that they've been in person. Uh, I remember getting a fabulous lunch cooked for me as well afterwards, which was great. Or vegan. It was it was very nice and very much appreciated. So welcome back to the show, first of all, Davide. How are you? Thank you very much, and uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm very so, good. It's uh, and it's not raining now here. <laughs> Just rub it in a little bit. <laughs> So Davide is going to take us through, as advertised, kind of how to uh, wake up to the life that you love living. I've got that wrong, haven't I, already? <laughs> <How> to <create laughs> the, the beauty of being live. You go for it. So you introduce it, Davide. So the theme of the, of the podcast is uh, how to create a life that you love waking up to. Then we should give you hosting rights here. Um, before we do that, what I wanted to go through very quickly is just a recap of the episode that we recorded last year. So I was listening to it again this morning as I was out in the rain walking the dog. Um, and I know it's going to speak to a lot of probably what you're going to cover today, but some of the things that I pulled out of there that I remember were um, uh, focusing on um, creativity and passion and how important that can be to your career and how it can power the work that you're doing. Um, resonating with me quite a lot, um, the conversation that we're having around my own journey, um, I like to call my uh, which career no idea syndrome. I was kind of floating around for about 10 years before I actually found a career that I was passionate about, that I could see that had a common thread going through it, which for me was young people and supporting them into the work 
place. Um, but also as well, a really beautiful piece that you talked about, about building a cathedral. Um, and there was a piece in there as well that I, I pulled out as one of the quotes that I used for the trailer for, for season three of the pod around kind of you saying that, that we're not trees and we can move. <laughs> Um, which I think a lot of people kind of can be, uh, is dangerous for a lot of people when they just get stuck. Um, so that's just kind of a very brief introduction to our previous conversation. And that episode is available if people are going to go and listen and I'll share it in anything that gets sent out after today's recording. But I will hand straight over to you, David. I say, give us an introduction to yourself for those that are new to you and to the, to the podcast and also um, the work that you do at Wise Humanity. Thank you, Steve. Um, so something else that was different when we uh, first had our chat was actually Wise Humanity, that we had a dream about it, but it hadn't been launched yet back then. Yeah, I remember. Um, so brief introduction about myself. A very eclectic life, uh, born in Italy, educated through uh, literature first, uh, then physics, then engineering, a life in engineering, and then landing uh, in helping people grow, even when they're already grown-ups. Um, well, this is actually what Wise Humanity does. And uh, I co-founded with uh, a friend and colleague uh, that I've been working with for four years now. And we've also been working together uh, with Dr. Rao, that is um, a person that has a, a great impact in our lives uh, and has introduced us to many of the teachings there and the concepts that we actually work with today with Wise Humanity as well. So Wise Humanity is an organization. And as I mentioned, we help people continue their uh, journey of uh, personal growth even when they're already grown-ups. Um, life, in a way, is just a, a continuous journey of growth. Everything that happens to us, every, uh, every event, but also any, every relationship that we hold, every conversation that we have is, is an opportunity to grow, whether we know or know it, or we, whether we know or don't know it. That's <laughs> a good point. And, um, and by starting to look uh, at the right things for the right things, then we can actually uh, create a growth and a life that uh, serves us and that helps us live in happiness and fulfillment. And so that's, that's what we do. We help people on, the, on this journey and uh, change all, let go of all the habits and beliefs that are limiting them and access all the uh, inner resources that they have and that can launch them through uh, fulfillment and self-realization. Mm -hmm. And we have also a big eye on uh, uh, community. That's what we call the white humanity. And um, a community of people that uh, are compassionate and care for each other and for the planet as well. Mm -hmm. 
and that I imagine that community piece is, is really important for you as well because I remember from our conversation that you'd spent a lot of time immersing yourself in the alumni community and that's how you got close to Dr. Rayo and everything and really handed the baton yeah so and even with that was like that with Dr. Rao and it's the same with uh, Wise Humanity that um, the our, our programs for example they're just a, a portal and uh, we we help people go through a, a the first door of looking inside and uh, and um, awakening to to becoming the protagonist of their lives rather than the victim and um, and then there's a whole world after that and through the community of all the people that have been through a similar journey through our courses we help. Um, continuously everyone on on their journey yeah fantastic okay well, i'm going to ask you to launch into the topic for today about creating that life that we love waking up to but for those of you that are watching and thank you for joining us as well please do um feel free to ask any questions whilst um, david is talking if you use the q a function at the bottom of our zoom here um, I will bring those up if and when there's an appropriate time. If not, we'll hold them till the end um, of the presentation. Um, and then if you have any technical difficulties, just pop them in the chat box. I will be uh, monitoring those as we go through. But I will hand the floor back to you, David. So how do we create a um, life that we love waking up to? So actually, rather than answering this question, I'd like to take a step back backwards first. What it. is a life? that we love waking up to. Um, one of the things that I love about working with people and their quest for happiness and, and fulfillment and peace um, is that everyone is a universe. Everyone has their own vision of happiness, their own vision of self-realization, their own vision of the role that they're going to play, they want to play in the, in the world, in their life. Mm. And, and this is the same for the definition of uh, a, a life that people love waking up to. Some people have a strong sense of uh, purpose, for example. Mm -hmm. They wake up and they have a goal they have that they want to work for. Um, an entrepreneur, for example, that is passionate about their, their uh, company. Um, a good politician that uh, really cares about the well-being of their people. Um, uh, some people have a, have a, a strong sense of uh, community or connection. There's a word that we love using a lot that is connectedness. Yeah. Some people feel that they're part of something bigger than themselves and waking up to that every morning. But that's what they love. So, and you know, it doesn't have to be like a crazy, it can be your family. Some yeah. people wake up happy, loving, waking up to uh, being part of their family and helping, make, doing their contribution to make it grow and, and, and for everyone to enjoy the, their lives. Some people have uh, identified themselves with larger communities. Um, some people identify themselves with the whole world and just embrace the world whenever they wake up. Um, 
some people have a strong sense of gratitude and feel that they have talents that they love using in their life. So I'm thinking of artists, for example, singers, yeah. uh, or even leaders or CEOs. I know some people are, are really good at empowering others. And, uh, and, and, that's, and that's what they love waking up to every day. So the definition of that, what, what a, a love, what, sorry, ah, your mistake as well. <laughs> <laughs> what a life that you love waking up to, uh, the definition of that is really, really different for everyone. What is the same for everyone is that at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we operate in similar ways. Mm-hmm. So the tools and the mechanisms that we, that we can use are similar for all of us. That's exactly right. what Wise Humanity is about, for example. And uh, reviewing what these empowering tools are and how to apply them in your, in your life. And one of the things that is also very common to everyone is that we look for happiness, we look for fulfillment outside. We look for a good job, we look for a nice car, a nice flat, uh, traveling to exotic destinations. These are all beautiful things, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and they make a lot of sense and they're a practical aspect of our journey that is life. Yeah. But if we're looking for answers to what makes me happy, um, what, makes me f- what gives me meaning, if I look for answers to these questions outside, well, um, I'm basically giving the responsibility of my happiness. I'm handing the keys of my happiness outside. Yeah. And, uh, and um, we, there's a story that we actually, my, my uh, um, friend and co-founder wrote a blog about it two weeks ago, I think. There's a story that we like telling um, a lot. There's this, um, there's this woman that is uh, running in the evening. It's dark and uh, she bumps into a man that is looking for something on the floor under a street lamp. And so she stops and asks him, what, what have you lost? And he goes, oh, I lost my car keys. And then she starts helping him as well. And so they're both looking and after a few minutes, they can't find the car keys. And, and, and then the woman asks the man, but uh, are, are you sure you, you lost your car keys here? And he goes, oh, no, no, I lost them over there where my car is. And then she goes, but why are we looking for them here? And he goes, because here is the light. Mm-hmm. And this is about the story of, of all of us, that we look for the answers and we look for, even we look also for the resources um, outside where the light is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't know that, that we actually have so many resources inside. Sometimes we're afraid to close our eyes and, and find ourselves lonely, quietly in the darkness. <laughs> and it, it makes us feel very uncomfortable. But that's where we need to we need to start doing the work. 
because mm. everything is inside. So there's, I use the word awakening for this. And it's a awakening to the fact that everything that happens to us and the experience of life that we go through is all because of what we hold inside. Um, you're frozen. Okay. Um, so the this is a fundamental fundamental concept. Um, we we go through life again. We go through life uh, blaming events for our well-being or for for our emotional state. Uh, I've just been to the office and my boss uh, made me angry or my friend disappointed me uh, or um, the underground was very crowded and I got very nervous. I was driving, someone cut in front of me, almost caused an accident and, uh, and I went into you know, rage. Um, yeah. And we always say that it's something else that had caused it. But it's not. It's something has happened. The way we react to it is all inside ourselves, in the mental maps that we hold, in the habits that we hold, in our view of the world. Mm -hmm. and, and this is the awakening. Awakening to the fact that we hold, again, whether we are conscious or not about it, whether we know or not, uh, we hold we are, are responsible for our ex our whole experience of life and for example if we fight if we keep finding ourselves in a situation that keeps repeating and uh, and and is unpleasant or difficult to go th uh, through for us it always means that there's something there's some some of our mental maps uh, some of our beliefs about the world are not serving us are not helping us and this is another fundamental way of how our, how mind and body works. Whenever a situation keeps presenting itself and is uncomfortable, creates some sort of uncomfortable for us. Unhappiness, sadness, fear, uh, guilt. It always means that there's something um, in the way that we see, in our view of the world, in the story, in the stories that we tell ourselves, that is not working well for us. Yeah. And and the great awakening is that yes, we have the responsibility of this. Tough luck, but that means also <laughs> that we can change it if we look inside. In one of our courses recently, one person said something said it in a way that I loved. For example, when you when you're having a conversation with someone, um, a friend, family, a colleague, whatever, and, and there's something that you don't like about them, mm -hmm. this 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 student of ours said, "There's something about you that I don't like about me." And so, it's a good way, yeah. so even in that case, yes, if someone is annoying or says something that hurts us, yeah, of course, something has happened. So there is something that I need to take care of. But my experience of it is because of my own mental maps, is because of my own view of the world, 
my own view of what a work relationship should look like, what a family relationship should be like. So this is the, 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 the awakening of, okay, this is my responsibility. There's um, a book that we um, recommend uh, before people start our, uh, our course, our main program. Actually, he'll be here. <laughs> you, I'm sure you've, you've heard about it. Victor uh-huh. I think, I think you've mentioned this to me. Oh, as okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this person went through the Holocaust, through the, uh, oh, so, yeah. through the uh, um, concentration camps. And he still found, and you know, there's so many profound quotes in that in that book, and um, and he found still found his ability and his freedom to choose to have to find happiness and peace in in regardless what was happening around around. And um, the book has a nice way to say that in between what hap- something that happens to you and your response, there's a moment and your freedom is in that moment. Mm-hmm. But that freedom is, is not under the street lamp. <laughs> it's in the darkness. And you have to be able to catch it. And you have to be able to catch it. So, oh, yeah. so um so the first thing I want, or the first thing I would say about how to create a life that you love waking up to is, of course, continue working on everything that you want to achieve in life and everything that creates your practical life uh, in the world. But don't overvalue it. Don't the... the um, the fundamentals of your experience of life are inside yourself. So start the journey inside yourself and see what are all these beliefs that are not serving you and, uh, and, and work on them. You know, this journey of a personal growth journeys, um, there's nothing that, you know, I always say that there's nothing that we need to learn and there's nothing that we need to fix about ourselves. Um, but there's st- stuff that we need to drop. True. Yeah. And, and so growth, personal growth, is dropping all the layers that for some reason in the past they helped us. And then we started, um, we, we adopted them and we start and we started seeing the view the, the world that way but today if if you're not feeling happy then it means that there's one of the, some of these layers are not helping you anymore and you need to drop them mm-hmm. um i'm thinking for example that you know there's a part for example in your, when you start your career whatever work you're doing and this is also my my experience of life of work that uh it was all about work, 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 work. I loved it. And, uh, and uh, it was, I found it fulfilling. Uh, it gave me satisfaction. It gave me meaning. I was working so many hours, weekends. I was really passionate about it. And, um, and then you get to a point where, then what happened, for example, in my life, that um, um, 
when I started was humanity, for example, with the same idea of work ethic, um, I found myself working like 20, 12 hours a day, weekends etc. Et included. And uh, I, was, I was actually getting sick. Yeah. <laughs> physically sick, but not only physically, also emotionally, because I realized that some traits of my, of my I, I, wasn't, I wasn't enjoying life. And so there was, again, so I had this mental map, this idea about work ethics, where particularly at, at the beginning of your career, or particularly when you start a new company, then you, you really have to work, work, work. That's all you have to do. And this was, this was my belief. And it wasn't helping me. So I had to go through the process saying, okay, what is the belief that uh, is not helping me here? And, and it was hard to abandon it because if you then don't work hard enough, you start feeling guilty. But also the guilt is part of that belief. Yeah. So, so and, and then you start to realize, okay, what is the new more empowering belief that I can use here? And, and then that taking care of myself, of my mind and my body and not working 12 hours a day was actually helping me reach my goal of wise humanity rather than keeping me away from it. So I had to start telling myself a different story about what a good entrepreneur does. And, um, and uh, um, so that, so the, 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 so I dropped the, the old story and yeah. I, and I embraced a new one. Mm-hmm. And the one, that one before wasn't, wasn't giving me happiness. This one does. So this is for personal growth. I think it's, it's, it's basically the same. It's about dropping uh, the layers that are no longer helping you and replacing them with, with stories that are actually more empowering mm. and more right for you in this moment in time. Yeah. And you, I would guess that you must encounter a lot of people that put up resistance to that because these are their scripts that we've carried around for a long time. They're things that we've been conditioned to. They're people around us that whisper in our ear, um, maybe not literally, but that kind of um, guide us in a direction, particularly around when you're talking about starting a business and being an entrepreneur. I've kind of suffered that kind of piece as well of working really hard because I think that's, that's what I've been told you have to do when you start your own business and that if you're not, hustling and all these words that float around that you're not you're not doing it right um and i would imagine to to get to that point of awakening you may do you find that there's some kind of event jolt trauma or something that somebody experiences or do they naturally just come to that realization that actually i need to start dropping things I think again, the story is different for everyone. Um, some people get to the point where they've uh, they've achieved so much in life of what of you you said they tell us of what yeah. people of what society tells tells you you should achieve. Like you have a family, mm-hmm. you have children, you have a nice flat, you have a nice job, uh, you manage to save some money, and so officially you've got everything <laughs> and and then you realize yeah but why don't i feel completely fulfilled why don't why do i feel like there's something more and 
And that's a moment where you realize, mm, maybe I should stop doing what I've done until now and start something else, start, start a different journey. Some people get there when more traumatically. Um, for example, when they lose someone important in their lives, that was a, an important part of their life. So much they were actually, I didn't, you know, they, so much they losing them makes you feel like you've lost a part of yourself, a part of your identity. Or it can also happen if you lose your job. If you've been in the same career for so many years and you, you almost end up identifying yourself with your job. And the moment you lose it, then, then who am I? Uh, and then you need to start at doing an, a different work on yourself and saying, okay, that was my job role. What were all the skills or the strengths, all the, uh, all, um, the energy and the ideas that, I, that I, are in me? They're not in that mm. job role. Um, um, or sometimes happens when you feel very stuck uh, in something. Stuck, this is a, a word that we use a lot because um, basically our experience of life is, is the stories that we tell ourselves about it. I agree, yeah. And because, you know, we can go through the same, exactly the same event and you will tell yourself a story about it and and I will tell I, I I will tell myself a completely different one. This is also I don't know if you've ever happened to ask someone that went through the same situation, ask them a, 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 what 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 happened, and they give you a different account. A couple of times, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily like the answer, but I've asked. <laughs> that happens, you know, when you whenever you have a conversation with. Uh, uh, I don't know, with your life partner, for example. It's the same thing has happened, but they would they will tell a certain story and you will tell a, another one. Uh, or it happens at work with a colleague. Um, and um, so, so, yeah, the stories that we tell ourselves about what is happening uh, is actually what uh, defines the experience of our life in that moment. And sometimes we get stuck in a certain story. Um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking... A problem that, well, a problem, a situation that we find ourselves in, uh, for example, is uh, uh, at our age is with aging parents. And, uh, you know, you want to be for, there for them. And, um, and then you have, you tell yourself a story of what the good son or the good daughter should be. And, uh, and then you try to behave that way, but then you find it in conflict with, uh, oh, hang on, hang on. I also have a, a, a job I really love and, uh, and I also have my family. I also have myself that I need to think about. So, so the story of that you were telling yourself about the, uh, the, um, uh, the good son that he's always available for the parents starts break, breaking down. And, uh, and then you start feeling guilty or having other problems uh, uh, with yourself. And um, so how do I unstick myself from this story? And, uh, and because we've always been in, uh, we've always seen life in a certain way, then it's difficult to realize, oh, hang on, this is not life. This is the way you look at it. The... Um, the metaphor that we use a lot is like being in a canyon. So when you're at the bottom of the canyon, the whole world for you is just those two walls and the river. 
Yeah, and actually the river is the story that you tell yourself because the more the river flows, the deeper you get into your story. Yeah, as a geography uh, graduate, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, and then you're stuck there. Um, for example, there might be cases where you for at work, for example, and you interpret your boss as very aggressive, almost bullying, um, and you feel uh, you feel like like you almost don't belong to the company anymore. You, may, you maybe you're actually thinking of leaving, and that's the story you tell yourself, and. Um, and, and maybe that's happened to you a number of times in life <laughs> and different companies. And, and maybe that's a sign that actually the sto- there's a story there that is not working well for you. And, um, and maybe that's about how, you, how the story that you tell yourself about how you relate to your boss. Mm-hmm. And um, while your boss has, you know, they have their own life and their own problems and... and, uh, and Maybe there, there's so many other reasons why they treat you in a certain way. It, it could actually be, and this is actually has happened that they, you, you may feel that your boss is over delegating to you and not caring much about you because they actually trust you. Um, so it's happened, um, and so changing that story. Changing the story changes the, uh, your, your whole experience of life. But again, that story is inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's a great, we have the responsibility of that, but we also have the freedom to, mm-hmm. to change it. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there a piece there around you having to identify a pattern there? And yeah, that, that's the tools, the tools that you need to be able to identify that. Because people... We're all guilty, I think, of seeing or knowing that something's not right and seeing it cropping up again and again and again, but pushing it away rather than welcoming it as an opportunity to awaken or to drop things or to have an honest conversation with ourselves. So we, we another, another um, habit or belief that we grew up uh, in is the what we call the if then model. Mm-hmm. If I get the job, then I will be happy. If I have the pay rise, then I will be happy. Um, if I have a trophy spouse, then then I will be happy. Um, so, and. What changes if you think of if we think of our lives as a bit of that if then what changes in time is that that if changes but the happiness keeps <laughs> running away. Um, so, or you know, we had the, or we just at the same stage. Even yeah, we've maybe we've achieved all of these all those ifs that we were looking for. We've achieved all of them, but in terms of profound, stable happiness. Um, we're in the same place. Um, so, so yeah, this is about okay. I keep chasing something, and maybe then I need to then uh, I need to uh, look somewhere else. Um, 
this actually makes me think of like one of the um uh well there's many tools there you know our, our, our main program for example lasts 14 weeks so okay. there's there's uh, it's a profound journey through all the possible well not all but the most important aspects of your life starting from how our brain works and how we create the stories that we tell ourselves how we can change them um how to listen to the voice in our head what it means how the big impact that it has in, in yeah. life in our in our experience of life and then we go through uh many uh important topics of life like happiness uh sadness fear uh fulfillment um purpose goals ego uh vulnerability um relationships uh love and self-love stress so time mm -hmm. um so so we got through all all of them so and see what are the typical stories what are the typical mental maps that we use in those aspects of life what more empowering ones we could be using and how we apply them in real life that is the one thing that um do you think wise humanity is actually unique about is the application mm. take a concept turn it into a, a tool apply it in your life and us the uh, uh teachers or coaches uh walk next next to you as you apply so this this is a journey of 14 weeks mm. um one of the very first things that we talk about and i and um i believe is very powerful is acceptance and it's it's such an it's such an empowering tool on every level uh, both external and internal um external something has happened and we don't accept it and we keep thinking oh i should have done it differently and i should have told my boss something different and i wouldn't be in this situation now i um i should have booked that flight when it was 50 pounds and it's not 500 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this happened to me yesterday um <laughs> and um or or this shouldn't have happened it's uh, it's unfair this shouldn't have happened and then and then we we stick ourselves we find ourselves stuck in this in in our mind uh repeating re, uh um what's the word ruminating about what happened we don't accept it and we guess we're stuck there so and if you think about it not accepting something that has happened it's kind of okay this is hang on this has just happened <laughs> so see if not accepting it so i feel myself paralyzed i deny reality and i can spend there minutes weeks or or years in that in that uh state so not accepting something that has happened as is and we and we and we all do it we resist things that have already happened we resist them and the other important part is the internal one sometimes we don't accept what we feel and especially when it's a kind of negative feelings like fear uh 
guilt or um, stress we we fear is actually really good for the example we we fear is a is a fearful uh, uh, feeling so sometimes we, we just we just deny it we we feel we feel the fear and again we get stuck and and the important bit is that we're actually not accepting we're not accepting the fact that we're feeling fear and and that is the first obstacle to moving somewhere else and and continuing you know making progress and, and moving on so even the, even when we have a feeling of or a sadness uh, sometimes we the first thing is accepted this is happening it's okay we're in a global pandemic it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel lonely it's okay to have fear accept it if you resist it it will it will stay there it's not going it's not it has to transform into something else to leave you and if you don't let it transform into something else, it will keep haunting you. And so, so accept, first thing, accept it. Give yourself, inside yourself, a virtual hug and, and tell yourself, yes, it's okay to feel what I'm feeling. And, uh, and embrace it. Acknowledge it. There's reasons why you're why why you're feeling scared. Your economy is what it is. There's a there's a big virus out there. We're stuck at home. Many reasons. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to, to to feel that. And then you and then you say okay okay and then you start working on it, challenging you, understanding where does it come from, what is it telling me. Fear, for example, is, you know, I have the fear that I'll, I might lose my job. And, but what the actual fear, what the fear is actually telling you is not the fear of losing your job, but it's actually the fear of not being able to find another one in the future. So, so there's a self-limiting belief there, which is not necessarily the job that you're going to lose or not, because it's kind of, particularly in situations like now, it's kind of out of our control. Yeah. But, it's, there's a self-limiting belief there that is telling you uh, that you won't be able to find another one and, um, or that you're not good enough to find another one or that you won't be able to learn new skills to find a new, a, another one. Um, so this is how you handle fears for, fear, for example. And acting on the external thing that is happening and and then looking inside and look and seeing what what are the self-limiting beliefs that are making you feel the fear mm. and and that and that allows the transformation mm. uh, and then and then moving on and that's that's not going to be a fast process as you're talking there i'm hearing again and again in my head a phrase that's been thrown around in my life since i was a child of kind of like feel the fear and do it anyway it's it's kind of what you're saying but it's not because it's it's dismissive of the actual yeah. process of engaging with the emotion oh, that that is uh that is fundamental part of every every challenge that we're facing 
em embrace how you're feeling about it because your feelings are natural mm -hmm. and they tell you a whole story about how you see the world yeah and uh, and 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 that is, and that is where you need to work on how you see the world um there's another word that i mentioned in, in the story i was telling now that is uh, control <laughs> it's another big topic at, at our courses because we have we live in the illusion of control that if i do a b will happen if i study well I will pass the exam. If I work 12 hours a day, uh, I'll get a, uh, a pay rise. And so we, we, we live in, or if I buy flowers to, to my partner, uh, they'll be happy. And, uh, and sometimes that doesn't happen because you bought the flowers of the wrong color and the wrong, and the wrong uh, taste, and you actually make it worse. <laughs> Um, so one, one big thing is control and um, we, we live, it's cultural, we live in the illusion of control, we think we have control of things and, and again this comes with the acceptance point that if things don't happen, don't go the way we thought they should have, we don't accept it and we get stuck because again not accepting is the first <laughs> sign of, the, of being stuck somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, so accepting that we have very little control on the things around us and the global pandemic is actually helping us realize if we hadn't already. The control is actually in ourselves, in who we are being. In every moment of our life, I can decide who I'm being. I can decide what I'm doing to a point mm -hmm. and I have no control of what I'm achieving because it's in, you know, even if I'm a super good professional, things can still happen that are outside my control that will make my work or my project I'm working on go bad. Or the other way around, and I'm sure it happened to everyone, including myself, not studying for, a, for a, um, a, an exam and then going really well. <laughs> um, it can happen. So... Of course, there was luck, and of course, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But in terms of studying, for example, then the focus, I should put letting go of the control illusion, what I should focus on being the student I want to be, which means that I will study, I will do, I will do my homework, and I will spend some time studying. And, and, I and then the exam may go well or may not go well, but I've been the person that I've wanted to be. And this is a, 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 and and I couldn't have done more than that. So I should still be happy with myself, and I should be, be fully satisfied with with what I've done. Um, and this is the same for every every aspect of our life, even in a, even in personal relationships. What kind of husband do I want to be? What, what husband am I being? This is the the father. What father do uh, am I being? And. And the children may grow up the way I wanted or, or not, or much better. But the only thing I really have control of is what father I'm being. And that's where I should focus my, my, my energy, my emotions, my aspirations. 
it's a good it's a good starting point for people because I I think at the moment you've mentioned it a couple of times we've obviously got the pandemic going on here in the UK we're on the verge of going into another lockdown so there's a lot of people feeling like they're there's kind of you're talking about control and what I'm trying to kind of kind of articulate is that we're we're being told that controlling a situation by doing this is going to get us to another another point in the future but as we were saying before we started broadcasting and you, you were talking kind of like well we um there is kind of just an inevitability now that if we follow all the guidelines we might still catch it so there is that kind of piece of just going with it and doing what we can putting in the work um and, and letting go and that's it's really hard I, I've been through that process myself as you're talking kind of I I don't think I would ever have put myself down as a control free because people listening might kind of go well oh, yes Steve um but like I have beat myself up in my head a lot in the past for things that are beyond my control or I've replayed moments that have happened and written a different version of how something could have happened which whilst it, it kind of made maybe it made me feel a little bit better I don't know but it didn't certainly didn't help me move forward it, it just kind of it comes back to that piece about you saying stuck it just held me in a moment in time made me feel a little bit secure and maybe safe about what I was doing but didn't necessarily it wasn't helpful it wasn't a helpful practice Reviewing what happened and learning from it is definitely a good practice. But yes, but but then then the point is, you're, I'm learning for it to to be in the present, to live in the present, and to do something different the next time I find myself in a similar situation. But if I keep living in the in the past, then then it's not helping me because it's actually removing from the the, the now, which is the only time where you're actually living mm -hmm. and uh, so you get stuck or you're clinging to uh, some something that hasn't happened or something that has disappeared and uh, and uh, it takes you away from living the moment uh, the present and and li living life because everything yeah. in life is just now <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm, I'm mindful of time. If there's anybody that's uh, watching the broadcast and would like to ask any questions, now's your opportunity to pop them into the Q&A box. Whilst we're just waiting to see if there's any questions that pop up there, Davide. Talk us through a little bit more. I'm, I'm really like to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that 14-week um, course of what people go through, how it's delivered, um, any questions that you normally get about that that people might benefit from hearing about now. So um, it's delivered through live sessions on Zoom, uh, mm -hmm. but they're live. And so the, uh, in the small court classes uh, of uh, 10 to 15 people, plus Elizabeth and me and a teaching assistant, and um, uh, two hours a week. Um, and every, every week we talk about a certain topic and we um, we already start doing we, and we discuss it together in the in the session, 
um, ex personal experiences, personal challenges, personal breakthroughs. We already do some exercise while, uh, of how to apply that concept in your real life. And then the following week, everyone goes home with uh, homework, a tool that they uh, apply in their life daily. And, um, and, um, and then they observe themselves, see what changes, uh, how more empowered they are, see what changes around them, even the people around them. And everybody shares their, their experience, so everybody learns from everyone else as well. So, because um, uh, every life is a universe. So that we're, we're talking about the same problem and, uh, and, um, and everybody learns from, from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So for example, one, an exercise that we do is called gratitude. And, uh, and there's a fundamental truth because there's also a scientific study about it that you're happy because you're grateful, not you're grateful because you're happy. Actually, being actually experiencing the feeling of gratitude boosts your happiness. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the exercises that we do is okay, what happens if we put more gratitude in our lives? Um, and every day we wake up and we think of five things that we're grateful for. Every night we go to bed and we think of five things that we've been grateful for during the day. What happens in your daily life? Do you sleep better? Are you a better person uh, during the day? Do your, do, your, do your relationships improve? And you do that for a week. So like it's a um, full immersion week on that sure. one topic. Yeah. Um, there's also at the, in the middle of the week, there's a call in a small groups of the students just to, for them to check how everyone is going and have already mm -hmm. sharing some of the experiences. And then we meet again the following week. And that's for 14 weeks. Excellent. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm grateful for you uh, giving up some time today um, to, to talk through this topic and, uh, and come back on the show as well. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love your, I love your uh, conversations. Excellent meeting. Okay, so if you're um, watching, then thank you for joining us. Um, uh, grateful to you as well for, uh, for taking time out of your day to join us. Um, if you're watching the replay, then thanks for joining us too. And if you're listening to the audio, which will be out in a few weeks time on the podcast, then um, please do leave a review and subscribe so you capture future conversations like this one with Davide um, on the podcast in, um, in the weeks to come. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye, Dardy. Thank you very much.